Updog fella. Look good, feel good, play good. We got some new Adidas golf swag coming the fella's way. I don't know if any new golf swag would help your game, but, but I love it. Adidas is excited to introduce new offerings within the go-to apparel collection that allows you to bring your style to the golf course. Not the traditional golf uniform. Go-to brings a fresh attitude to the game wherever you play. You'll look good on and off the course while enjoying all the technical benefits that let you play your best. Featuring streetwear-inspired style, the go-to collection rewrites all the rules and encourages you to express your style through every swing. Explore the new go-to collection on adidas.com slash golf. Fella. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to a fresh new episode of Missing Curfew. I'm Shane O'Brien, as always, coming to you from Action Park Media Studios in Beverly Hills with my boy, William Scotty Upshaw. It's the Merry Christmas episode, Obes. It is a Merry Christmas for you. You, you beauty you went for one beer, you came back with three. This, nice is, uh, this is new, new form here, Irish crickets, but with the <laughs> bottle edition. Just... Oh. Oh. Did you see Collins, did you see that? Kind of a cricket. That's that a veteran a move. Kind of a cricket. Look at just that. Just sounds mm-hmm. good. The Western League. Spill a drop too. I thought mm-hmm. that was going to spray the studio. As always, Captain Connolly. What's going on? What's fellas? up, buddy? As always, Broadway. Jimmy Scoops Hayes on the East Coast. You staying warm out there, buds? I'm trying to. We just got hit with a big snowstorm on the East Coast, so I was out there shoveling a little racetrack for my little guy Bo. He was going nuts. He was loving it again. So I did a couple <laughs> Indy 500 laps. <laughs> Dude, I'm flying back to the homeland tomorrow morning. 8.15 flight out LAX. Quarantine city. Cold as Oof. balls. But, fuck, I'll be watching the World Juniors drinking whiskey. And that's probably that'll about it. That'll be great. That'll Oops. be great. Hanging out with Porter. Go see the family. Smith. Get that lake house going. Yeah, that'll be good. So I'm excited. You guys have a lake house up there? I used to rent this lake house off a guy by the name of Dave Clegg. By the way, Dave, if you're listening, you're fucking holding me over the coals with how much you're charging me, but that's okay. <laughs> he jacking you up He's in a pandemic. He's fucking jacking here, bro? me on the pandemic, and he throws out the old. He's doing only... quarantine prices. He goes, "It's Canadian." I He's... go, "I don't give a fuck if what it is. It's still too much money." But He's throwing some firewood in there for He's you. He's got then. the firewood cons. He's got the tree up, the lights up. I walk in, boom, Christmas is ready. So, oh, okay. Well, actually, Dave, thank you. you. I'm just that. joking, buddy. You get what you pay for. You, you get, get what you pay for. for in life. Exactly. So I'm excited to see my family and, and drink some Crown Royal, but uh, so. You know, we got two Americans in here and two Canadians, right? So it poses the question. The World Juniors. We got to have a little wager, boys. Right. Oh, yeah. So I'll I'll step up first, and and I'm going to challenge the captain, the good Irishman in the booth, Kevin. I'd like to challenge you to a nice ball of Blue Label. Let's go Blue Label. You and I, Blue Label. Blue Label. So obviously, if they play each other, are we betting on that? Or who finished higher? Like, uh, just higher in the gold medal? Yeah, I think it's who goes goes further, right? It used to be a night out at Hyde. Fuck, I know. Followed by an after party Fuck. back at Kevin's. <laughs> yeah. Nowadays, now it's just oh, bottles God. of blue. Yeah, COVID's affecting that, though, up, Doug. God damn it. No, I used to like when cons would go out those two because we wouldn't have to pay for it either, right? Oh, like, yeah, I, I took care of that point. Let's fucking take these guys down. Oh, yeah, we're going to take you we down are, here. Let, let's be honest. Canada's stacked. Always, always has been. Always will be. Kirby Dak. Captain Kirby Dak. Listen, the American program... Led by the Hayes brothers, I might add, and a generation. Oh, yeah. I'm serious, though. Like, come on, man. Right. I will Americans say Spencer no Knight. Hey, Spencer I, Knight's in net for the U.S. He's the next big-time goalie prospect. So, you know what? Usually, like you say in the playoffs, you go as far as good as your goalie is. So he closes the door, Broadway. Fuck a hot goalie in World <laughs> Juniors can fu- up dog. You know, you played in two of them. I'll throw a bottle of Camus on that up dog. Me versus you there. Gold Done. medal. Done, Maisie, we'll, we'll get you off that wagon, uh, you know, to drinking some good wine. 
Game as fuck. What is it? January third is the final usually. I think around there. Yeah. After that. So it's starting on Christmas Day this year. Which get ready, Jimbo. Hey, hey, Broadway. How long? How long do you have now? Clean and sober. Let's talk about that. How many days? I'm at uh, coming up on 120 days. That's almost four months. Good for you. Wow. Keep it going. But it's uh, impressive. I, I I wish I would. clean up the diet a little bit so i could lose more pounds everyone says Fuck when you stop drinking you lose tons of weight but i just been hammering candy ever since halloween came <laughs> what, I'm just my hand i have a candy jar upstairs it's a huge cookie jar i just filled it with candy and i walk by i just if i take one at a time but i do it 16 times a day but don't you feel way better in general oh i feel i feel oh, amazing do you though even like your body you? like yeah you no know, seriously like my body like no, no like hips and back and stuff like that's like the big thing i've noticed well, we're we, we're supportive here at Missing Curfew, and as long as you need to be on there, you got our, we got your back. I know you guys are the best. You and when you do fall me. off the wagon, we also got your back. <laughs> you know, we'll be there for you too. We'll be that there for you. will be waiting for you. <laughs> but when I did the whole thirty challenge, Hazy, real quick, my back and hips they felt amazing. Like I, I never thought it would affect that, but I, I, after like the 15, 20 day mark, I'm like, fuck up. Maybe I could snap totally, around yeah. again. It's just, it's a tough time of year to be sober around the holidays, isn't it? Well then it's when tough. I got past, when I got to day 25, as you know, I was ready to kill somebody. That eggnog. Well, my wife's flowing. pregnant too. So that makes it a lot easier as well. Yeah. Do you know what I do? I make it a point between uh, Thanksgiving and Christmas because that's the trouble time. Right. Because everybody shuts it down around Thanksgiving and then you just eat and you're like, oh, I'm back at it. January one. You got to you got to work out in the month of December. Hour of cardio a day. Or you'll be up against it in the new year. Yeah. Then you walk in January 4th. You feel, you know, I'm coming to January 4th, lean and mean and ready to go. I mean, you don't eat a lot anyways, do you? You think you think I don't. I love this. This is so funny to me. Do you even eat Christmas dinner I told you. I asked my girl. I'm like, do I eat? She's like, I don't I feel like you eat a lot. So, Updog, before we get going into the hockey stuff here, uh, you're one of your really good buddies, one of my former teammates. A guy that I fought three times. Actually, they put it up on the missing curfew clips with one that toots got the better of me. Tutu, 10 years sober, man. I was there in Nashville when, when he finally decided to, to go and you know get some help. And just touch on it quick for for, your, for listeners and how, how much it meant to you and how well he's doing and stuff like that. Yeah, toots, man. Uh, shout out. Guy's been through so much as an athlete, as a younger player uh, with his indigenous community. I mean, born in Rankin Inlet, defied all odds being a pro hockey player for 14, 15 years. Has two beautiful baby girls, um, 10 years sober. Obi is pretty incredible. He went through a lot. I was there with him for, for the whole thing. Yeah, and, I was uh, at the very tail end. And I've seen it all. Um, I've seen the, you know, the, uh, the clarity and him cleaning it up and, and the things he's been able to do and speak, um, you know, with a clear mind. And, and he's just such a good dude, man. And yeah. I can't wait to have him in here. People, he, he has an incredible story. Uh, and he likes to laugh, and fuck, did we have some good times. So he'll, he'll be a great guest. He's yeah, a big and, friend of the pod. And you want to talk about World Juniors. The year you guys played in Halifax, I was playing junior hockey in Kingston, and you guys played Sweden in the first game. And I flipped this game on, and these fucking Swedish kids, I've never seen anything like the fucking tutu train. <laughs> and Toots, he hits three or four of these Swedish kids, and I was like, oh, my God. That was game, like, that was game In the one. second period, they showed the Swedish bench, and these guys were like, I, I don't want to go out there. And they couldn't blame him. Like, Toots, even in the American League back in the day, like in the NHL, there's more structure. So when he got in the NHL, he had to kind of. But I remember in Milwaukee, like, you know, maybe the second guy's not supposed to go. No, no, Toots was coming. Like, he was, he was scary. He was a, he was a, a well-known name for, for years and years, man. That really, uh, that really set his trajectory as an athlete and as yeah. a Canadian icon. And 
Uh, fuck, there was some Yoni Pitkinen still to this day. I, if you mention Jordan Tutu's name, he, he automatically gets the flu and he'll go hiding for like a week. He's not a big fella either, right? No, but he's just no, thick and strong and fuck, he could skate like the wind. Who man. got the best of the tilts? He fought three times? We fought three times. We fought once in the American League. The first one, I, I'm going to say. I, I think was I, there for that one. I think I got the better of him in the first one. The second one was a, a good old-fashioned draw. And then the third one in the NHL, right off the opening face-off, he was just staring me down in Nashville. And I was out the night before in Nashville for a couple. So I'm like, I figured, you know, <laughs> you know. So what, I tuned right away. So we come up for the draw. I'm like, fuck it. Let's go. Let's it was get, either him or Horty. Yeah, I'm like. Because Horty was on the ice there, I'm like, too. let's just get this over with so yeah. I can focus on playing. So. Oh, we, you knew it was going to happen. He's so staring at me the whole warm up, and the Mr. Curfew <laughs> clip. I had the, the old the old stick kick that I thought was National League level, but he got me. Well, if you thought you were hungover, just yeah, think about I him. Because yeah, fucking when he, he was you were hung when he was he he knew his job. He could go out and do it like the best of them. Man, he put his face right in that yeah, fight. I loved playing with him in Nashville, and we had some good times. And I'm glad. So, Toots, congratulations, buddy. Ten years. That's a, that's impressive. Yeah. And. Whenever we can get you down here, we'll get you down here. Well, Shane, you know, you remember, you know, of all the rookie parties that I helped you with. Yeah. The hardest one was the Nashville one, because I don't know if you remember when. I, I don't remember either, but it was at Premier. Yeah. You know, and Premier was like at the height of its. It was my, humming. It was humming. And, you know, one of my best friends, Vinny Laresca, owns the place. And, you know, he knows that, like, I, sometimes I got dudes. But I had to make the early dudes. call and go, listen, bro, I got an abnormal amount of dudes. <laughs> this is not even, even for me, this is a lot of dudes. Like, well, how many dudes? I'm like, you know, it's pretty, well, it's pretty much a whole. It's, it's 30 guys. It's 25 hockey players whole, and five trainers. Yo, thir- right. How many? How many? Thir- or 25 30, players. Yeah. 20, yeah. 30 so 30 people on a Friday night or a Saturday night. And the, at the time, the hottest club in Hollywood was, was, was difficult. And if it wasn't. Vinny happens to be one of my best friends, so that that was the only way that it happened. <laughs> it but I was like trying night. to do you know whatever. I was trying to get everybody in. There were still people outside. We were bringing people in in groups. Do you remember this? Oh yeah, shifts. And, we're bringing in shifts. And also too, that's why I noticed about Tutu because he didn't. I don't know. You, you, hockey players, you guys wear uniforms, right? So you don't know who's who. I, I didn't even know that he was on the team. I didn't know if he was a. Tra- I didn't recognize him and his. Street clothes, and I had a vodka soda. He wa- walked up <laughs> and he slapped the fucking drink right out of my hand. And then he, he and then he got in that guy, other guy's face on the team. Who yeah, he got, saw, he got Steve yeah. Sullivan's face. So this he is he said to Steve Sullivan, "I don't like you." And he yeah. goes, "Why?" So we're to- on the same team. He goes, "I don't know." Yeah. So Toots was char- so Toots was charged up because we had had dinner, and Toots left dinner a little bit early and jumped in a cab or whatever. He, jumped, he went by himself and. He said, hey, to the, to the cabbie, this was pre-Uber, I even think. He said, hey, cabbie, take me to Premiere. So the cabbie takes him over to that Chinese theater on the fucking... Chinese theater? To a fucking movie <laughs> premiere. And Toots gets out, and the guy's like, what the fuck are you talking about? So I got, like, three missed calls from Toots. I answer, he's like, what the fuck? I was like, no, 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 it's called Premiere Nightclub. Let's just oh, say when, so when Toots showed up... He, he was, was already he was already fired up. So he was mad at me. He was mad at me. I think it. he was mad at me <laughs> and took it out on you. But I think he was sober like probably less than a couple weeks later, right? I mean, yeah. that was it, right? Yeah, so he went uh yeah, probably about a month later, not even 2 weeks. I remember I showed up to the rink and Toots was there early and I said, "You all right, buddy?" He said, "Yeah, fuck, I'm all right." And the next day, our GM came in and said, "You know, we, we we love we love Jordan. We, we want to get some help, and he went away for a month. What's the most important? Came thing? back for playoffs, and you just came back and played great for us. Like was, a new guy, was a right? Fucking beast. Oh. We beat the Ducks in the first round, suck at Getzy, and then we lost to Vancouver <laughs> in six. But. Ten years ago, man. That's Ten years ago. Crazy. Ten years ago. It's, it's awesome. crazy. 
Hazy, let's talk about Charlie Woods' Tiger Woods' Stunt Swing. I know you watched it this weekend. We were talking about it. I mean, fist pumping it. It was pretty sick to watch, right? Oh, man, this kid has so much swag on the golf course, and his swing is identical to his dad. I feel like it's a up-and-coming star. Like, I'm sitting there on a Saturday. I'm 31 years old, and I can't wait till it's 2.30 on the East Coast to watch an 11-year-old play golf. Like, yeah, right? This kid, he was amazing. Then when he made that eagle on that par 5, his shot into the – the green was insane. The guy's it was 11 years old. He can hit four different shots. I was. I mean, I'm working on getting a slice out of my game. This kid's got four different swings. Yeah, I think it's just his his demeanor, right? Like he he makes the shot. He, he sees it. He knows it's the right one, and he just starts walking like Tiger. Well, he looks walk. like just like him. Like well, uh, and just the thumbs up on the way back. Yeah, I, that's what I was gonna say. You know, I mean, listen. Let's face it. Tiger's not Zac Efron, right? <laughs> um, but. The uh, you know what's her name? Um, oh, she was there. The Swede. She was well, at the tournament. Yeah, she's beautiful, what's right? Her name again? They, the mom was ex-wife. What's her name? Yeah, yeah, Nora. Nora. Elon. Um, yeah, Elon. Elon or whatever. Yeah, she her, looked yeah, good. Yeah, but she still looks good. Point being, this is a hit. Charlie is a yeah, he's, devil. Yeah, he's, he's gonna he's going to be a good golfer and he's going to be a killer with the ladies. Charlie. Oh yeah. Charlie's going to kill it. And not to mention, even without, he's still got a gazillion dollars. I he's good that. looking and he can hit the irons. I like Obi. We were talking about Tiger saying like he doesn't really mess with his swing. Yeah. I teach him too much about his swing, but what he teaches him is like his shots, right? How to play the shot. Yeah. Because in golf, there's so many different ways to play each shot, and no one sees the shot like Tiger Woods, obviously. Mm-hmm. And no one can probably execute the shot like Tiger Woods. So if he's with his son walking around a golf course and you walk up to a, you know, to a shot that has to curve around a tree with a bunker in front, it's more, hey, let's keep it out of the bunker and let's play this on the right side of the green because then we take bogey out of play and you'll have a clean putt at the... No one yeah. thinks like that. It's true. So to have your dad who obviously you've watched him play and uh, it's too bad that he never got to see his dad play when we when we were kids, right? Yeah. Because Tiger was fucking... The man. He was well, the he man. he saw him win that one couple he of years ago. He, did, oh, cool. he saw him see, win the Masters... He saw the he saw what you know what could be considered the biggest comeback in in sports history for someone that had such a crazy downfall. But at the peak, he's going to watch videos, and I'm sure he has of his dad just absolutely fucking. Is his dad going to tell him the stories about off the course? Though, <laughs> hey Charlie, yeah. come here. I got to tell you about me and MJ in Vegas. Yeah, we, yeah. <laughs> we had the stripper pole suite one night up there. Me and MJ, we were rocking and rolling, Charlie. You, you know the the ironic thing too is they finished seventh. Yeah. Right, like I who, know. Who, Justin who, who, Thomas who? was throwing darts, and his old man's a good putter. Yeah. So, is it father player. and son? Give him two years, boys. They'll be clean. His dad up. is Charlie's coach. Oh wow! Justin yeah. Thomas's dad is Charlie's coach. So wait a second. So, the, but the actual tournament—it's—it's it's the father and sons. Is it's that any it sibling, yeah. So oh, it's, it's a father and son, or it's a you know the Family. son and the father. Right. Right. So right, right, right. in Justin Thomas's case. He's the pro. He's with his dad. In Tiger's case, he brings his son. Give those boys a couple years, and it's good night, Jim Kite. Also, too, though, I mean, oh, maybe yeah. Tiger's got to step it up, get them into the the top of the leaderboard, don't you think? I mean, Charlie, he was Charlie was ripping Charlie his drive. his weight. There were some holes Tiger didn't even have to hit. He was probably like, this is kind of nice. Charlie made eagle. Did anyone have a daughter out there? Or like Bernhard that? Longer played with his daughter. Did he? Yeah. yeah. I'm a golf nerd. Eh? I'm sitting there Fucking watching Bernhard. the PNC all weekend. <laughs> yeah. Titty on the couch. Fucking right. Talk about a legend in itself right there, Bernie. Bernie. That guy's. He's like a fine wine, huh? God. He's on the hazy program workout. He's fucking lean and mean. You got to stay lean and mean. Uh, that's the one thing I've started to notice with the golf. 
a little bit more range of motion, but I just got to put it all together here. I need to get a couple you more. Need to, you need to live in a better climate to get your, you need to play all year round. 100%. Yeah. 100%. Or a golf simulator in that sick basement you got there, one of the two. Broadway, how do you, what, I mean, I grant that I grew up on Long Island, I just forget, but how do you stay in shape? Right, especially with gyms closed and all that kind of stuff. What do you do for exercise? I mean, obviously, not drinking helps you stay in shape. But what do you do? You can't play golf. What, what are you doing for exercise? Well, uh, the gym that is up at uh, where all the pros are training. I get to go there right now because that one's still open. But uh, I got the Peloton in my basement. I got a little gym in my basement going too. So a lot of thumping. You know, but the big thing is trying thumping. to keep the golf game going. And there's a guy down at Harmon Golf Club. He's supposed to be the number one uh, golf pro in Mass, and I think I'm going to line myself up with a couple of dates with this guy once I get back uh, in February. I'll tell you, the Peloton riders, there's a couple nice little staff members on that Peloton. The one girl, oh. what's her, the English girl. God, she was hot. I can't remember her name. Do you know the one I'm talking about, Hazy? Well, there's Emma Lovewell. She's smoking. She, I do a lot of her classes. <laughs> the one I did, I did a, it was like a 30-minute easy, low-impact ride is what it was called. They played like Rufus to Soul. I can't remember her name, I like but check it out. 30-minute low I like low the, Brooklyn, uh, the Brooklyn Nets cheerleader who uh, Amy Love, or um, she yeah. on there too? She's like a like half like black girl, long oh, curly yeah. hair, yeah. super cool. Has like like you said, good tunes on the low impact. You don't even be going high impact. No, I did the high impact. Hurt my knee. Allie Love. Oh, I text Obi one day, or I called you, and then Obi texted me. He's like, I'm on the Peloton. I'll call you when I'm done. I'm like, bro, if you're texting on the Peloton, you ain't pedaling hard enough. <laughs> <laughs> you ain't sweating hard enough if you're texting. I was say, bro, put the phone down and get going. Oh, man. Um, boys, hockey is officially back here. Thank God. We're we back. got some content coming oh, our that way. That is huge news. We can start throwing guys back on the fucking milk carton, which I'm really looking forward yeah. to doing. But Updog, 56 games. For me, the first thing I thought about was I'm, you know, looking back on my career. You know, you hit that 50 game mark. You're all, you're in hockey shape. You're not quite too banged up yet, and then you're getting into the dog days after that. But what do you think about 56 games? Obviously, I think when they start, it's going to be a little sloppy. But I think after that, they'll play their 56 and playoffs. It might be a little better hockey not having to play 82. I like it, man. January 13th, we, we kick it off. Um, couldn't be better for, for 2021 to know that we're getting hockey back. Uh, I think for the, for the players, uh, them coming to the table and stepping up and doing this and, and you know, giving in to kind of the economics and the travel. And uh, there's going to be a lot of stuff that is going to be odd for them. Obviously, traveling, not being able to go to restaurants. There's a bunch of new rules in place. Hazy, your brother's probably touched on a little bit of it, but... Uh, 56 games, man. I think they're going to end the season like middle of May. Yeah. So we can get May some playoffs 8. by, you know, normal time again. Um, let's go, man. 56 is, is rocking and rolling, rocking and rolling. Keep high energy. Hopefully guys stay healthy. Hopefully they're in shape. I know if I was me right now, I probably wouldn't be in, in but good game shape. You're always, I was you're all, always you're in always good, in good shape. shape. All right. Okay. Come I'll on. strap them. I put them on last week at the outdoor rink with Obes and I thought I was moving pretty good. So. But you hurt your ankle. So you had already been on the fucking gym. I heard that playing <laughs> soccer. Oh, fuck. Cons, what do you think the magic number is going to be for uh, goaltenders this year? Oh, they're gonna yeah. Split the With, se- wow. They're going to split starts. Interesting. One, three, one well, two. There you go. Oh. It's a weird, uh, a hollow Irish cricket. I like it. Hey, <laughs> Broadway, so a question. 56 games, right, in this setup. Is this in preparation to eventually swing us back to where we were before COVID, right? I mean, does next year start a little bit 
right? And October. also from what I've read that the Stanley Cup final is going to go till it could go till July, right? Broadway. Yeah, that's it, what I said. It can go into July, yeah. And then Kev, if everything goes according to plan, next season will start on schedule. On like schedule. October get, or get back to schedule. Yeah. All right. There's on. there's rumors that the NHL has plans to have fans in the stadiums by March. I mean, that's all going to depend on the situation with the COVID, but I mean, if you get back to fans in the stands in March, that's going to be unbelievable. Yeah, let's hope that happens. And and there were some rumblings last week about, you know, obviously they're having trouble in Canada. I mean, Uppy had touched on this earlier on YouTube, Broadway, about bringing the American teams down here. So they decided not to do that. I thought Thank it could have been. God, that would have been Yeah, weird. I was just thinking yeah. to get the season started, whatever it takes, because like you said, I think eventually, come March, there will be fans, and you can get kind of back to normal. But the four divisions, boys, what do you think? I mean, right away... The East Division, fucking poor Buffalo Sabres got stuck in that oh. one. It could be, could be a tough one for our boy Ikes. Yeah. Um, what you, th- you, you think of it? You think, you think they're cool, or what did you, you kind of think? I mean, I think it's it's going to work. It's going to get guys uh, not traveling a whole lot. Yeah. It's going to get the games out of the way. They're going to be familiar with each other. Hopefully, the pace of play and kind of that energy that, like you know, we talked about on the way up, but the Calgary Edmonton game. Yeah, hopefully, that stays that. you know spark filled. Uh, super high intense, a lot of fights, like to Chuck Cassian. Let's bring yeah. that back. I know that could oh, be a good. Yeah. One. Like, like, you know what I mean? So uh, I'm excited to see some hockey again. I think the Canadian guys who are in Winnipeg or Ottawa, you know, holding on to hope that they might have got to play in Phoenix or yeah. L.A. Maybe they're. I know <laughs> they've been fucking in the studio with the boys. Now they're they're up in Canada for the rest of the winter. But hey. Let's get some hockey going. Yeah. Uh, like we we talked about too, Jimmy, and you can touch on this, but in the minors, you know, they're trying to save money back in the day for us. We would play the same team, OB Cincinnati Ducks versus the Milwaukee Admirals. We played you 10 fucking Fuck, times. 10 times. Oh, it was the worst. So It was the worst. These guys are, but, but let's do it for a year, boys. Yeah. You know what? No, they Go have to do it. for a year. Get it done. I'm with you, Uppy and Hazy. What, let's get your, your uh, opinion you know, playing the same teams. And I asked up on the car right up. I thought I was wrong. I thought that the Central Division would play the West. And I just thought the Canadian Division would have to play each other. I, I didn't know there was no travel in the States either out of the division. So what do you think? I mean, hopefully, like Uppy said, we could see some rivalries, get some bitterness. Uh, but it kind of gets repetitive playing the same teams as a player, huh? Yeah, it can get repetitive, like you said, playing the same team. But that's the one thing I notice when you play the same team over and over, the tensions start to grow and grow because these guys are going to be playing each other seven, I think it's seven times a year. So there's going to be some shit that happens in these games where you're not going to forget about it. Like you say, you get them next time. But like when you play them three times a year, shit might happen in the third game. You can't get back to next year. So I think you're going to see a lot of physicality, a lot of speed in these games. But like these divisions, now they're tough with those eight teams. Like this is going to be... Hard to get in. Like teams that you expect to make the playoffs are gonna, you know, gonna have to battle it out. There's a lot of good teams, a lot of good players. It, it might keep guys honest out there because you know, let's say you play a team twice a year and it's the second time you're not going to see them yeah, the rest yeah. of the year. Like, fuck it, I'll take a liberty on this guy. I'm not going to see him till next year. By then, he'll forget. Where this time, he'd be like, "Hey, bud, okay, I couldn't get you tonight, but I got you three more times before the season's over. So keep your fucking <laughs> so that head can up. be good and bad, right? Yeah, yeah, I want to see some crazy shit. Yeah, me I want to fucking elbow the goalie. I want to you know, <laughs> you know, little, little face wash here and there after the whistle. Uh, like but man, I'm looking cup. at these. I'm looking at these these divisions, boys, and there's. 
there's some quality teams. Like it's crazy to think Chicago and like Tampa Bay are in the same division. The Islanders you know. got fucked again. What else? The Islanders. I was gonna say cons. I don't even have the Islanders making playoffs. They're playing every game though. Every take game. It easy, Broadway. Take it easy. Every game at Nassau, correct? Yeah. yeah. So that's an advantage. Yeah, they didn't advantage. get too fucked, guys. I've, I I want to just say this, and and as a you know, you guys are players. As a fan, <laughs> it's nice when you play. I, I think in a in a regular world, everybody should play every team. Yes. Right? Yeah. Is that still well, what happened? There's, there's nothing regular about this world. No, but when I first right joined now. the NHL and, and Uppy too, we didn't play every team. We right. played, like, if, for example, when I was in Vancouver, we played uh, Edmonton three times in their barn, three times in Vancouver. And then about halfway through my career, they finally switched it to you play everyone. It's yeah, way I mean, better. It's nice, it's the, you know, like uh, once a year, I can see the Islanders at Staples. Yeah. I can see him in uh, in Anaheim. Uh, you know, you you want the Islanders. I don't know. You want your team to, to bounce around. It's nice to see teams that you don't normally see, even if it's once a year. And somebody's born. You don't make the drive down the five for for the for the Islanders. You know, I used to. Do you, do you with that traffic? I I used to, and then um, I said, listen, I got to figure out a way to to try to come out during the day, like earlier in the day, because to leave at four o'clock literally take three hours. I know. Take three hours to get there and 35 minutes to get home. It's so listen, ridiculous. it won't be this year, obviously, but the to following year. To score four goals yeah, in the yeah. Yeah. No, listen, yeah, but not, It'll be the following year, Cons. You come down in the morning, we'll play Big Canyon. Yeah, we'll have lunch saying. and then yes, we'll go to the Islanders. That, right, Broadway? But that'll be next season because the Islanders aren't coming here, but... Anyways, boys, we got hockey coming in the new year. I'm fired up. I know you boys are. It'll be interesting to see what happens. Um, our boy, Ryan O'Reilly. The fact, oh, God. The, the fact, no daddy. Like the fact there. You I'm love the, the fact, excited. daddy. We might as well put the C on you. You're so excited. <laughs> <laughs> so excited. He's the next captain of the St. Louis Blues. I love him. I, I love, love this kid so much. Him. I'm so happy for him. I just texted with him. He said, thanks, buddy. It's, it's going to be a unique challenge, and I'm excited for it. So... Um, Uppy, what do you think of being a former blue? I mean, this is the guy, right? I mean, listen, I'm just going to throw this out there. Back in October, Jeremy Rutherford, beat writer for the St. Louis Blues, who I have a great relationship with. He's one of the great guys, works for The Athletic. He decided to just throw this discussion up on, on his Twitter on who might be the next captain mm-hmm. of the St. Louis Blues. Obviously, with Alex Petrangelo leaving and Alex Steen on the fence of perhaps uh, early retirement due to an injury, I basically just... Is this even a discussion? Was my tweet back to him? Yeah, yeah. Like, if you're Con Smythe winning, bringing in one of the best young fucking uh, leaders in, in our game is in your dressing room, and everyone in that dressing room knows who that leader is, this is not a discussion, Jeremy. So anyway, he hits me back, and I'm like, listen, it's just it's yeah. Ryan O'Reilly. And so to clarify that last night, um, no better guy to lead the Blues into uh, 2021 uh, I love the guy. I know you do, too. Everyone in that dressing room respects him. He was able to bring him over the top to win that uh, Stanley Cup, and I uh, can't wait to have him on in yeah. the studio. Uh, I'm sure there'll be a nice billboard in St. Louis with Factor with the hair and the beard and the, the C on the jersey, right? There'll, be, there'll probably be a nice billboard of him out there. We just gotta, yeah, he's we a just good-looking guy. They yeah. better have one. He's a little wheel. We just got to make sure that we can sneak him out of the hotel and get him in the studio. If I know, the but they don't fucking come out here. Ah. Rookie question. In who, the central. who was the captain? Petrangelo. Oh, okay. Petrangelo, yeah. Right, so. yeah. Oh, he was. No, like, they said no. They're no in doubter. this fucking. Are the they west. in the West? Come on, Obes. They're in the are West. They're in the West? Yeah, they're in the West. All right, we'll get them in. 
Uh, get them in there. Yeah, I, I, I thought they were in the central. No, that they're they're out here. They got Vegas, San Jose, L.A. Wow, uh, Anaheim, Arizona, Colorado, Minnesota. So they're all I mean, right. Well, we'll get them in here. Then fucking right, we are. It, I just assume they're in the central because they're. We might have to load up on that Johnny Blue when he comes in. Or the if proper O'Reilly, If O'Reilly wasn't the captain, now that Larry Flowers is retired, who who would who is there another <laughs> even person that is even in the conversation? Yeah. Well, I, it probably would have been it probably would have been Steiner, right? That's the guy, and, and Steiner just announced his retirement. That's I know. probably why he retired. Well, he's got a bad back. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> but that we got him down here. Just I know Steiner I needs a lot to up, so just touch on Steiner. Of course, of course, you love so thank you. I love yeah. Steiner, Alex Steen, uh, veteran of sixteen years, seventeen years in the NHL, uh, retired last week. Not um, a bad career, huh? Not a bad career, Great career. guys. Oh. Over a thousand games. Canadian born. Swedish descent. His old man had an incredible career. Jerseys in the rafters for the for the Winnipeg Jets. Um, you know, Alex, if you're listening, you just had a baby boy. Congrats on that. Uh, guy's a legend through and through. Um, one of the best teammates I've ever had. Uh, the things he would go out of his way to do that you would never think of, whether it's, you know, Scotty Gomez, for example, was never given a thousand game stick. I don't know if it was if it was. Uh, who, I, I think like he played his, th- his thousandth game in maybe Ottawa. Okay. And Alex Steen on the road fucking brings Gomer to his house, had all the guys on our team chip in, and at, at Gomer's place in Chelsea in New York, they presented him with this fucking silver stick. Nice. Little things That's like classy. that Steener has done uh, over and over again that doesn't get – it's not in the paper, right? None of this shit gets in the paper. Like, you know, a guy goes and does some charity work. He wants it all over the news. Steener's not like that guy. So – I'm not going to say too much other than yeah, what he's done is has been incredible and, and every teammate would have the same things that I have to say about him. Well, you know, later on we have Sean Avery coming on. So I'll tell the story now because, I don't know, I, don't, I might be weird saying it with him here. But, <laughs> you know, Avery, kind of what you're talking about, Uppy, you know, Avery is, you know, there's the Rangers, right, Islanders. And uh, and I have a, a, a nephew that's a diehard, not only Ranger fan, but an Avery fan. So wow. it's first game of the year. And Islanders, Rangers, and the Islanders, look, say, look it up. The Islanders throw an ass whipping on the Rangers opening night. And here come the guys. And I'm standing outside. And I know Avery's in no mood for me with a eight vodka sodas deep. He's like, oh, God, here comes Connolly. He's like, and, and he's got, but I got my, I got my nephew with me. And Avery kind of like, he walked by and he stopped. Took a deep breath and he turned around. Composed himself. Composed himself. <laughs> Not only does he take a picture with my nephew, he then sends a signed, authentic jersey wow. to my nephew. Yeah, so people are like, oh, hey, how could you, whatever. It's like, well, aside from the fact that it's just a sport, but when yeah. somebody touches your family member like that and, and does something like that for your family, it matters. It goes a long, long, long way. Even with the diehard Islander fans, Avery want to... Very special place in the Connolly yeah. home, which sounds weird saying, but it's true. <laughs> That's a classy move by Abe. Yeah, so. but yeah, you don't read that. All you hear is him being this and that. But, you know, he didn't have to do that. Yeah. He could also said, yo, Connolly, that jersey's 200 bucks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fire me, a, uh, fire me a wire 200 bucks exactly. for that jersey, Connolly. <laughs> Pre-Venmo. Yeah, to Steiner, congratulations. I met him real quick this year in Newport when the Blues were in town. And I'd heard a lot about him through you and Flowers. And other guys that play them shatty. And I met him for an hour, and I could tell what you're talking about. So, Steiner, congratulations. What a run. Um, yeah. So come enjoy to an enjoy for retirement, yeah, buddy. Retirement's nice. good. 
Except for the no paychecks, other than that, retirement's perfect. Yeah, but I'm sure he's he, he, yeah, he still got paid. Yeah, I'm sure he did all right. I know, but he still missed the paychecks. Doesn't matter how much. Yeah, you know, right? he ain't. Uh, it. no, he's not going to be too. One. He's not going to be too far away from the game. He's, what do you figure? What do you figure he uh, earned? What were what are roughly his career earnings? Forty, fifty. Steiner's last deal alone was probably close to thirty. So Jesus. let's uh, fuck it. So he'll be able to keep we're, the lights on. Only <laughs> His Christmas tree will be lit up that'll this year. Keep, that'll keep the golf membership <laughs> up to date too, right? You can join Big Canyon making thirty bananas. How's, uh, hey, how's the fifty-eight bananas? Fuck Steiner. Let's get you out in Cali. Join Big Canyon, but we'll run your town. He does like Newport Beach. What's not to like? What's it run to join? Yeah, Big who Canyon? doesn't like that place? A regular membership, which you fall under, Kevin is. Oh, we don't even around. want to say it. Yeah. Are we trying to say I'm over 40? We don't, want, we don't even want to say it. I know you are, but you haven't aged a day since I fucking met you. But I do know you're over 40. But it's a lot of money. It's a lot of money. Like couple, Just couple hundred. Like a, uh, it's a couple hundred. Couple, couple hundred, hundred and she's change. A qu- she's a quarter, eh? <laughs> she's a quarter. And then your, your, dues, <laughs> your dues before you even have a glass of wine or a fucking... Old fashioned, like I like to have. <laughs> That's another dime. Let's just say we need this podcast to pick up some steam. <laughs> Anyways, boys, I love doing the round table with you. We got Sean Avery joining us next. Always a blast, boys. Welcome back to Mr. Curfew. Up dog. We got another legend here in studio with us, Sean Avery. Aves, welcome uh, to Mr. Curfew, buddy. Thanks, buddy. What yeah. do you think of the studio? I mean, it's 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 very nice. Fucking not slumming it at Action Park. I remember coming down here because I lived in Laurel Canyon, so I was like, I'm like, I'm like 10 minutes away when I played for the Kings. So it was funny when I landed here because we just moved to California. I, I actually realized I was here probably six or seven years, and I was fucking stoned the entire time. <laughs> and I and, and so today when I came down, I remember like coming down like I, after practice, I'd come home, I'd get some lunch, I'd smoke a bowl, and I'd come down here by myself and like go into Kitson. This is when Kitson, if you went to Kitson, it was like fucking paparazzi and Paris Hilton. This street used to be the most popular street in Hollywood. By the way, it was one of the biggest retail strips in the world. Oh, Oh, yeah. But no, this is, uh, yeah, it's wild. What's crazy is that there's no one here. There's no one on the streets. You guys said it would normally take... We drive up every morning, Obes. It's like... 50 minutes yeah. Norm- normally take Fuck, two hours an hour and a half I mean we'd have to time it if, if it was no COVID we'd have to leave at like 9 in the morning and be out of here no later than 1 o'clock or we'd be fucked so like today it took us 50 minutes door to door Aves I want to ask we talk about yep. these guys a lot on here Aves you're the perfect fucking guy to ask about this Yeah, these two Paul brothers oh, we fuck. talk about it every last week <laughs> I gotta get your opinion on on what do you think about these two clowns obviously they're marketing fucking geniuses but they are marketing geniuses yeah I mean uh, I, I finally saw saw the kid uh jake paul's rap video and so if you listen like if people listen to him as a rapper then you're fucked your life is just (laughs) fucked it's turned upside down so he fought nate robinson i know nate robinson because he played for the knicks when i was with the rangers we are in the same practice rink i'd see him every day here's the thing okay you guys will know this you either have a jaw and you can take a punch. You either have a head that can take a punch, or you can't. There's no gray area in that fucking situation. Yeah. Nate Robinson <laughs> gets hit 
with an overhand that kind of like grazes the top of his head. Anyone that gets knocked out from a from a punch on the top of their head is a fucking joke. Have you ever been knocked out from <laughs> no. a punch on the top no. of the head? No, I used to try to get hit in the top of the head. Right. Yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. that. If yeah, I'll take like, it, give yeah, it to yeah, me on the top yeah, of the head or exactly. the back of the head, yeah. fine. Maybe yeah. the ear area. It's like behind the ear that could maybe fuck you up a bit. Yeah, but, but usually you're, not, you're like trying to yeah. take it on the back of the head. So Nate Robinson is. He's not a. Fu- he can't fight. He can't fucking. He fight. can jump though. Fuck. He but can why jump. would he put himself in that situation? Because I think that the the athlete in him, the competitor in him, thought like, okay, if I get into a fight, technically maybe I'm going to be sound enough to. But he doesn't realize the he's never got hit in his life. So he gets hit once and he's fucking down. And then the whole thing's over. So he was in one fuck. These kids like Jake Paul thinking that he could actually fight Mayweather or fight fucking Conor McGregor. Conor McGregor will break this kid's fucking life open. This kid, I I see it. He looks good, right? He's got good form. You're not going to get into a war. That kid's not going to go through a war. He's not going to be able, you can't take a punch. I'll, I, I, you know, I secretly on a daily basis, I'm waiting to run into these fucking clowns yeah. somewhere and I'm going <laughs> to, when I see these guys, I'm like, you're the one guy that pops in my mind. I'm like, well, if Abe's sure ever bumps into cam- these fucking guys yeah, might, over there, give me a 15 No, I, I need my phone and my, my yeah. phone and I'm good. That's all I need. <laughs> I, I'm going to, I'll walk up to the fucking group of them. Cause he's always got like, you know, eight fucking little jock sniffers with him. And I'll say to him. I'll fight you right now. We'll fight in the parking lot. We don't wear gloves. We just fight. You guys can all film it. Yeah. We'll see what happens. We'll roll the dice. We don't warm up. We just fucking street fight. <laughs> I will fucking kill this kid. And if he fights somebody that's real, he's going to get fucking demolished. I agree. He's going to get fucking lit up. Yeah. But I guess if you make $60 million, yeah, no, there's, there's Conor McGregor smart. would have to be a fool. It would be a disgrace for Conor McGregor to fight. Well, Paul Brothers. Yeah. I mean, it just it's kind be. of a disgrace for anyone to fight him, really. But yeah, it it's, it's just it's a lot of fucking money. And Joe it's going to be a lot of eyes. Are, Joe clowns. Rogan seems to think, and again, who knows? Joe Rogan, you know, he's a martial artist. Joe Rogan said that Mayweather, obviously, but he said that if they tied, if, you know, if it was a bad referee that let them tie up, and Jake Paul caught Mayweather. I, I was shocked to hear Rogan saying this, but he said that anything could happen. And, and he also said Mayweather's the greatest of all time, but said when you it's that size difference. I don't think no one's ha- been able to Rogan's hit Mayweather. Rogan's smoking too much weed the- nowadays, man. <laughs> yeah. He's smoking too much weed. Yeah, I mean, Floyd doesn't get hit, Ever. one. By the yeah. best okay. fighters in the world. But you also have to have power to be able to, to, to drop somebody. Like, it's not... You can t- take a punch, but you also have to be able to... Like I didn't knock that many to knock somebody out. You gotta fucking get them. You gotta, you gotta get them. You gotta bro. fucking really hit somebody good. If it's somebody that can take yeah, a punch, yeah, for and sure. That's Mayweather the can take one. Yeah, good I chin. Mean, but McGregor is a whole different. He will break that fucking kid open. He will yeah. break him open. And he's just ripping, like, they're just chirping him, and I'm like, I hope it happens, because like you said, McGregor will fucking whack him. You hear what uh, uh, Dana White said? I might let Amanda Nunez knock one of these punks out. Nunez would fucking (laughs) drop him, too. She would kill them. Both of them. Kill them. 
kill she them. Drop us too. No, them. I'm gonna see one of them. I'm gonna see one of them, and I'm gonna start a world war with one of them. Yeah, I was like, Aves bumps into these guys. It's on. What's your go-to Aves when you like when you run into something and, and something's about to happen? How do you get your phone ready to like videotape something? So, you've been pretty good at it. But. Yeah. And in uh, New York, there's a lot of people around that will videotape. But what if it's like running up the the hill in Laurel Canyon, and all of a sudden, like it's on? I I, I just feel like I have because I was doing it for so long in the bike lanes, and I would I figured out how to like <laughs> you were know. holding court in the bike yeah. lane, Aves. You were holding court. I, I do notice you got that thing on your phone. Yeah, that's they, key. These things are that key. keeps a good. What are still. these things called? The poppers. Uh, yeah, the, the little uh, poppers. Yeah, and so not you, the poppers you sniff in not Mexico. Not the poppers no. you sniff. Yeah, uh, pop sockets. Is <laughs> it poppers? Pop sockets. So I can get this thing out. It's all about staying calm. You got to just like keep your wits ab- about you quickly and then you just go for it. But but no, if I see this kid, my phone's getting turned on right away. Yeah. I'm going to walk up to him and say, I'll fucking fight you right now in the parking lot. Straight up. No gloves. Jake or Logan? Either, either one. Or I wouldn't even know the difference. Is, there one of them, is one of them better than the other or bigger? Well... Hogger question. Dude, these guys, I watched the first fight. They fought some kids, some KSI. You want to hear the sad thing that I was there. Did you go to that they one? They sold out the Staples Center. I know. Right. I know Jesus, fuck. But anyways, then I saw fucking Evander Kane. He starts piping off, right? And then the Reeves brothers, like, first of all, this fucking Reeves kid thinks, it, it's so funny how he thinks he's like the, uh, he's like the toughest human being on the face of the planet, right? Like, this guy's the toughest guy the NHL's ever seen. He's the only tough guy in yeah. the NHL. He's the only one left. This guy, Ryan Reeves, would have got his fucking shit fed to him 15 years ago. Bob Probert? Probably, uh, not, yeah. not, not even then. Like Probert. When, when, was when we were, you were first were we, starting. Yeah, when we were first starting. No, when we were playing. There, yeah, you yeah. could go through every roster where there was a guy Ooh, that was guys, fucking boys. Reeves is fucking tough, though, but... He, but who has he fought? Like, if he fought Brash or if he fought George LaRock or Colt Nor, fucking kill yeah, yeah. Ryan Reeves. Yeah, Colt Nor, he was my junior fucking line mate. Orzy's I was scary, on the ice man. when Orzy basically he ended Fedorik's. Yeah, I was in that game too. That was crazy. That was Colt Nor would fucking break Ryan Reeves apart. There, were, those were the types of guys that they were throwing. Like Reeves uh, hasn't fought anybody like that. No, no, no. Not, no, yes. not yeah. since he's been in the league. But anyways, I saw. So then, what's his Kane fucking calls out the. I didn't even know Reeves had a brother. Is a yeah, football I player. Know, I didn't know that. Yeah, he, Reeves does. Yeah, he's, yeah, he's a, a professional. Brother. He was a, C, a CFL. Right. Kid, yeah. So that's the other thing. When football players or basketball players step outside the box and they talk about being tough. That's when you just do the eye roll because it's like you guys have never fought in your life. You're not fucking tough. Tough is being able to take a punch and throw a punch. There's a big difference. But then I saw Kane had to like apologize because he called them sisters and he said something like. <laughs> Kane was in here the other day. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Him, yeah. And, him and Sophie Julia are doing their, uh, doing love, their podcast. He was see, sitting right where you are. Abby. He's got I'd a lot love of to see Revo knock out Kane again. <laughs> I, I fucking hate Did they it. fight? They fought in the playoffs. Like. Twice, I think, actually. And Kane stood up to him pretty good. Yeah, he hung in there. He's got a lot of confidence. Uh, sure it, does. Yeah, I mean, On and off the ice. Yeah. The, yeah, those old school guys, like, I mean, I don't know. Who's the tough, who, who is like a Colton well, Orr? I mean, Orzy was scary as fuck. The toughest guy that I ever fought, it was just because I had to, was Bugart. And yeah. I mean, I grabbed him and oh it was my God. fucking no contest. But but, but, but Boogie was just But Orzy was so scary as fuck. Like, like, yeah, Aaron, I don't think Aaron, Ashton, a... Aaron Ashton would probably do well. Ash was scary, yeah. too. Pound for pound, Ashton was the toughest guy I played with. Yeah, I mean, Tutu was also the same yeah. way. Like, you yeah. couldn't, uh, t- 
to think of fighting toots, it's like, okay, I'm going to fucking, I'm fighting a guy that throws both yeah. hands. You're going to have to he's hit gonna him. He's going to hit you first. He's, he's going to hit he, you. Yeah. You can't knock him out. <laughs> There's no fucking way. Like, no, no, if no. you miss me stand here and drinking. go toe to toe for two minutes, like, I'm not knocking him out, but he can knock me out. Like, if he's going to hit me with one, that's not the type of guy you want to fight. But no, guys like Boogie, I played with Boogie, obviously, yeah. rest in peace, Boogie, but he was just so big. Yeah. Like, he couldn't, he wasn't going to hurt Brashear the same thing. He was a fucking joke. He never hurt. I never saw Brash hurt anyone. <laughs> it was just pull him in tight. He'd throw like Breathe a on him. Yeah, worst breath in the league. Yeah, throw, throw him in first breath in the league. It was like knuckling. He'd do the noogies. He'd fucking noogie you. Those, yeah. Anyway. So, hey. we had, we had car, we had car bomb on a couple of weeks ago and we were talking about fighting and, Obviously, I just was curious with you when you when you did it. Did you enjoy it? Was it obviously you were a good player? You didn't have to do it, but did you enjoy every single part of it, or was there parts of it that you're like, "Fuck, this is brutal"? No, I think there were nights when I went to bed going, "Fuck," like yeah. I know I have to fight Tucker tomorrow night in Toronto, and like I could lose that fight. That's gonna suck. But I never thought I, I was never afraid to fight. I never. I never whined about fighting afterwards. Like, I like to fight. Yeah. If you fought at the right time, then it was fun. These guys that blame fighting and, and say fighting did all this shit to them, it's like, it's, it's, first of all, I don't believe it. Second, I think that that was your job. So, what choice did you have? You, you got people on their fucking feet. Yeah. And you get laid after. Yeah, and I mean, out, well, fuck. That was a nice Getting, touch. Yeah, yeah, that was a nice. That made that you made might it have worth a fucking it. broken nose, but I mean, it worth it. You most might have of the time, after. I could <laughs> I could tell. Like you also, I didn't fight to fucking stand and fight toe to toe. Like you fight because okay, I got to figure out how to change the momentum. Exactly. Here. Crowd's got to cheer. Mm-hmm. I got to throw a couple of punches. Somehow, I got to win the fight and like. Not, you know, but why was he? No, no. Wait. So we just said, and I guess. Well, we, you guys well, you both, said, too. You both, uh, everybody references laying in bed the night before. Yeah, I said the same thing. Or Avery just said it. Everybody talks about that. That's right? scary like, enough, right? So as we were kind of talking more about the, the fights that don't change momentum, like let me and you go out there at the start of the game. It doesn't really mean anything. Carbomb was kind of saying like that part of the fight, the stage fighting, he looks back, it was kind of painful. But he agreed with what you said. Change momentum, get the fans into it. That's obviously our, our job, and we embraced it. Yeah, I don't, and, and I also think that the those fights at the start of the game, like, I, I can't remember when they would happen too often. Usually there was a purpose to it. Yeah. You know, I, I don't know. I mean, I think now it's pretty much non-existent, isn't it? Yeah. Do, do yeah, guys yeah. fight? No, they, last no, year's really. playoffs, Obes, and I think we touched on this, the first two rounds of the playoffs, there was fucking... Yeah, there, there were was a some of good fights. quality fucking like Anders scraps. Lee, yeah. like <laughs> New York Island. Who do you fight again, Con? Yeah, fought somebody that can beat him up. Ben, yeah, like Ben Pair, like Pairs. They were yeah. just. It was like there was some fucking energy in it. It was. It was what do you think of the playoffs? Uh, one of the highlights of my playoffs were I would turn <laughs> off NBC and go to my Instagram and listen to your intermission, so I wouldn't have to listen to fucking it, NBC Sports because it, it's painful. It's but. so bad. They're so Fuck, fucking it's so bad. Painful. Like I, I, I just say to myself, okay, so NBC obviously a major network right they have shareholders they have people that run the 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 network i don't know if they sit in meetings and go okay how are we going to give the people the most boring fucking product that we could possibly do it's the only sport where they focus on having boring people and i like sharpie sharpie looks handsome and you know you need a sharpie yeah yeah, right but you don't need six of them and um (laughs) The playoffs were, 
I mean, listen, I, I found a way to get into it. Yeah, you did. I think about uh, how did those guys do it? Yeah, it's crazy. We talked about it all, to, all like, day long. And they're going to start doing it again? Like, I'm thinking, okay, so the Rangers are going to play, whatever, 32 games at home. They're going to play in Madison Square Garden in an empty fucking arena. Yeah. Like, and I then, don't understand how it's going to work. And then not be able to go for fucking drinks and dinner after and stuff. They're going to... F- that, that really is the ultimate it's, dagger, isn't yeah. it? There's yeah. No yeah. Way well, it's just it. the updog. Fuck. There's no fucking... Yeah, there's no going to hide. No. There's no, no, no calling aids no for re- reservations in New York. Like, no. Fuck, there's no, no sliding all, to Teddy's after the game. It's all shut down, Uppy. It's 20, over. Uh, 21 <laughs> Club just shut down in New York. Did you ever eat there? It was more. It's more of like a. It's more of like a lunchtime what, spot. What's hey, going on with Tiny's? Tiny's is done. Done. It's been done right for a bit. Is that your bar, Aves, or don't you have a bar? My there, girl Aves? actually this morning. Uh, she asked who was coming on the podcast, and I said Sean Avery. She's like, "Oh, that's the guy you uh, like. You showed me him doing his thing with his little guy on TV." And I'm like, "Yeah, yeah." And then so she she looked you up and was like, "Oh my god, Tiny's! Yeah. I fucking love that place." Yeah. She's a big she likes her margaritas. We had an entourage shit, so after had... party premiere at tw- like that was like the after after we all ended up at at that place. Yeah, it was. Something. We had a good run there. I mean, the Warren seventy seven was, was the good. first. Part oh, that was the we, one. We, yeah, that we opened. I think that was the one I went into. They they uh, they're closed. Not I guess because of COVID, but also our leases were up, and now the leases and. It was just we had a good run. It yeah. was done, but the restaurants in New York are all done. They're all they're all fucking closing. What's uh, up with Lupul and Mac L's? Are the, uh, what's up with uh, uh, their place? Yeah, right yeah, it's locked down too. I they're feel in bad. one, right? So are they done? Are they staying open? Well, they're in Aspen right now skiing, so they're not too, they're not too <laughs> yeah, worried about it. They're not too worried. They're not too worried about it. Four bedroom up in the mountains for five months. Wow. They said fuck it. That's where he lives. He's uh, he rented. Well, actually, no, he didn't rent. Um, he's got his. Beach house in Newport, vacant, and he's up fucking in a yeah, four bedroom condo right downtown. I didn't Aspen. Just full time, full time right now. Full-time. Just skiing Does he and ski every doing day. Yoga and, wow, every day. yeah. He's Why they are open? They would have wow. liked to move their project due west right into the village in Aspen. That would have been perfect yeah. for that. And they still tr- might, but it's twenty five percent occupancy in Aspen, and I guess it's fucking COVID central right now too. Due West is done. I mean, the, yeah. I, 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 feel, I don't even know why you would want to have. I it. think they're waiting for a new uh, PP. Yeah, they just yeah, they're going to get some money, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah, that's why they've run the city into the ground, waiting to get that money. We've had a couple of Bonnaroo's together. Oh, yeah. Fuck, yeah. we missed the Bonnaroo days. Uh, it was yeah. like my second or third Bonnaroo, and Aves, you had your own golf cart. I yeah. just remember Aves pulls up side stage, his own golf cart. I'm like, <laughs> just, what's up, Aves? Yeah, just an introduction to that. Avery uh, met me, Lupul, and Jeff Carter, uh, my very first Bonnaroo. He was with our boy Weinstock, who actually listens to the pod, Weinstock. so he'll be yep. fucking fired Beauty. up. But uh, I remember just going in and Aves just breaking down how to do shit. <laughs> and then it's it's something that I've had to share with numerous guys over the years too. But like, you got to have shorts that have more than fucking three two pockets. In them. <laughs> you got are important at the room. I mean, you gotta bring you gotta bring your babes here because at Bonnaroo there's no babes. No, fuck you no. got you gotta you gotta fucking. You know, you got to be good to Weinstock because he's got all the fucking passes. Yeah. You know, you got to get the you, tour bus because you ain't fucking sleeping on that RV. You need 20 pairs of underwear. <laughs> Bring no, that you, monkey butt. You guys were, well, first of all, I was at the first one. So I came in on the ground early, which uh, which helped. And like all those guys were New York guys that, that yeah. started it. Um, 
but you know the evolution of of Bonnaroo went from like fucking sleeping in our cars, uh, and then it went into like a tent, and then it went to a, a sort of these little campers, and then you guys started showing up, and that essentially created this like rock star experience where, you know, there's a hundred thousand people at Bonnaroo. Everyone's fucking disgustingly gross and just animals i mean the purest of the pure uh, yes, oh, yeah. music full festival hippie, yeah there's full nothing music lovers that's that it. compares to it yeah now there's this alternate universe behind the stage that if you ever have the ability to go to it you've never experienced anything as like fun or incredible you have your own fucking tour bus you have your own like camp with chefs you got personal assistance there to run and grab you, you. Yeah, if fu- obi drank all our, our <laughs> fucking johnny blue or we needed more condoms or or hell if you needed ro- rolling papers anything. i mean they would get you condoms. anything <laughs> anything <laughs> we, got anything. we forgot to buy the condoms Aves, you've had them burning man no but I, you could handle burning man i i wouldn't i wouldn't be able to handle one i wouldn't handle burning man because of all the people there that's the difference is like and getting you, in and out of there yeah, yeah you're Bonnaroo is like a, the purest form of like music fans only go to that festival. It's the best festival. It's not about Instagram. It's no, not about no, it. Not about I mean, maybe now a little bit, but not when we were. Not when we were. They have you know they have the nighttime jams and like. But yeah, you talk about bringing girls. Like I think I had just started dating Hillary and and I brought her to Bonnaroo. We we like flew in. We had Berard there. It was me, Berard, Luke. Yeah. Year. It was the year before you. We had yeah. PJ, my boy PJ. Yeah. Mackel, I think went with you guys that year. I thought yeah. I brought the Olsen you, the, twins. The one first year. year I was there, you brought you brought Ashley and yeah, yeah. What's the other one's name? That's a nice way to show Mary up. Kate. Mary, Mary Kate. Mary Kate. Kate. Yeah. That's uh, how you make a statement. And they had their bodyguard there, who I actually oh, still Billy. talk to. Yeah, Billy's Billy. a great guy. Yeah, he owns the best barbecue place I think in the. East Coast. When I got suspended by the NHL for the sloppy seconds comment, <laughs> there's like a classic photo of me getting out of the car in front of the NHL offices and Dale, who was Billy's partner, they were the Olsen security guards. Dale's driving the, the Tahoe or the Yukon and Billy's out of the car opening the door for me to get inside because there was so many, so all the fucking media and stuff and he like did a tunnel and walked me in. It was like, it was like my, uh, whatever that moment you would call it. But no, those Bonnaroo years yeah. were any highlights to you. when you think back, over yeah, the years? probably What's, our fans want me to, me and Obi to just start fucking hammering Bonnaroo stories. Probably the first, uh, I mean, the first time I saw fish was ever at Bonnaroo and me I was too. the first time I'd ever tried what the kids call like, uh, Molly or MDMA. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, you know, I think I got teleported to like a different fucking Plan, yeah. planet. Universe, yeah. First time I saw, uh, well, not the first time, but I saw Radiohead there. And you, sure. you have to like, there's a hundred thousand people at a music show. It's not. It's it's the the level of Pearl Jam with Springsteen or Springsteen, Springsteen with, with fish. fish. Springsteen did the fish. Yeah. yeah um, My morning jacket. I've, yeah, I've, I've been doing snow angels in the fucking crowd. listening to yeah. MJ there before. Yeah. Like tears coming out. Yeah, of my you eyes. were doing, you were doing angels in the grass, like crying. I'm like, yeah, it's all right. <laughs> yes. There's been some big shows there. It's the magnitude of like, I don't know. We play in front of crowds, but when you think of watching that or standing on stage and watching these guys basically like, own a hundred thousand people it's yeah. fucking yeah and then when, and when they finish their set the thing about bonnaroo is they all like kind of want to stay around right 
and they all just jump into the crowd. So Eddie Vedder will just be like, fuck it. I'm going like now, now I did my show. Yeah. I'm going to go hang out and I'll either jump in on this super jam. They'd call them and they'd put together like, you know, one guy would be responsible. So Jim James from my morning jacket was responsible one year to throw a super jam. He would organize this two days in advance and bring in 15 all other, his buddies, uh, all his, all his buddies, and they'd play this three-hour set. Yeah, that, that was sick. That At was like just, two in the morning. Yeah. yeah, yeah, two in the morning. Actually, Tool, uh, Tool in two thousand, fuck, maybe two thousand ten. Might might be the best show that I think I've ever seen. They, Couple babes on stage, just rocking. No, just uh, you ever seen Tool? Tool no, live? I haven't. I've never haven't. seen Tool. Live. Oh fuck, Tool's one of the best live bands ever. Are you Sweet. a Tool fan? Yeah, let me love Tool. Yeah, they're they're really good life. But uh, we met at fucking Pemberton, which yeah, was I a legendary because this, this is of... bringing full circle Jordan Tutu being ten years sober. Yeah, he was not sober. At <laughs> yeah, the time. I remember he he just uh, he sat on the stage. He didn't have he he like left his sandals somewhere and he just drank fucking kokanee after kokanee after. This kokanee. is this is a great story. So Aves Aves is like we did the Bonnaroo and then he's like, hey, I know you live in BC, but. In like three weeks, I'm going out with a couple buddies. Uh, we're staying at the Four Seasons in Whistler, and we're going to fucking hum into this two-day new festival up in Pemberton, this new mountain festival. It's yeah. Jay-Z and Coldplay are putting it on. And so I'm like, but perfect. every great Canadian no, band. No, no, no. That... So Sam Roberts, yeah. Tragically Hip, oh, yeah. nice. MMJ. I mean, the list goes Everyone. on and on. So, Everyone. but anyways... The lineup, when we get there, the lineup to drive... Oh, my God. It's about 15 miles north of Whistler, which is one of the prettiest places in the world. Yeah. And, and uh, you've got to wrap around the mountain, so there's one yeah, lane. Yeah, so there's one in and out. And it was taking people four or five hours to drive yeah. 10 miles, right? <laughs> so Aves is like, hey, listen, we ain't fucking driving. Meet at the fucking helicopter port. We're taking a chopper. Him and two buddies in that smoke show you had. Yeah. The super hippie girl. I loved yeah. her. Newt. New, new. She yeah. was from Newt's Squamish. Yeah. So oh, she yeah, was right Squamish. beside it. Hometown yeah. girl. Yeah. So I take toots. We're sitting in the parking lot. I remember this thing, and I had I had some weed. I had some mushrooms. Perfect remedy for like a nice afternoon at a music festival. And so Ave shows up. We do a couple little zoomers. Yeah. And we jump on this helicopter. Oh man! And the fucking and so the helicopter takes us up. We're flying through the valley, brings us up, and he was dropping off food to a hitchhiker or like not a hitchhiker, but a hiker that was up on the mountains. You remember yeah, this? Yeah. He lands. It's snow now. Now we're in July, but it's fucking top of the mountain. We get off. He's like, boys, he throws us some golf clubs and we fucking tee up two balls right in the top of this mountain and just fucking rip golf balls. I off had the never top of even been on a helicopter at that yeah, point. It was, it was one of the cool. And I'm on mushrooms. Yeah, I was it was awesome. I don't know how I, I set any of that stuff up because uh, it was all last minute. It yeah. Was like, like they had this house that they that it was like a party house behind the it was this family, the, the Macintosh venue. family. I remember this vividly because I went in and you're like, now all of a sudden the, the mushrooms are turning. Right. We landed this sick house right behind the stage. And Aves is like, just, you know, just so you know, it'll be Jay-Z, fucking yeah, Chris yeah. Martin. Yeah. Like, they're they're going to be here all day before their shows. And sure as shit, fucking Chris Martin shows up. And I'm a huge fucking Coldplay fan. But yeah. he's backstage. We're just shooting the shit. You just kind of took over took over the whole situation, as you always do in most yeah. situations. And uh, fuck, we're hanging out with... with Chris. Yeah, that that was the actually they they couldn't do it. I think they stopped doing it because logistically yeah, yeah. it was too hard. But when I think about that festival, we were staying at the Four Seasons in Whistler. I don't know how I found the helicopter or who found the helicopter, but that fucking helicopter 
would pick us up in the afternoon, take you up the mountain to the top of the mountain, and then drop down this fucking ridge, like, and and land behind the stage, and you could see the lineup of cars, and it was a four-hour drive. And then it was so small at that point versus the type of bands that yeah, they had. Yeah, like, yeah. it was, there was 25,000 people, maybe, I think. Maybe. In the mountains. Uh, yeah, that was... So, so Toots was like... I'm like, dude, you want some mushrooms? He never would smoke weed or do mushrooms, no, he but just he just drank. loved to drink. Yeah. And he goes, listen, no, you guys get all whacked out on your mushrooms. And yeah, weed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he's like, yeah, yeah. but I'll tell you what, <laughs> right. he's like, today I'll babysit you was like his thing. And he goes, but tomorrow I'm fucking drinking yeah. and you're going to babysit me. And sure as shit, he couldn't go fucking five steps in this place with everyone oh, yelling, two-two. Oh, yeah. oh, I bet. That was, that yeah. was like, a, I guess... He or all of us, we were kind of like had been in the league for a couple of years. Everyone knew Tutu and people were going it was crazy. An animal, yeah. He didn't have any shoes. He he had <laughs> he started with sandals and then he just I don't know where his sandals went. But he sat on the stage and he's not really a music guy. No, like, no, no. He, he loves, doesn't really I mean, he, he didn't really know who anyone was. Hundred percent, just yeah. the tragically hip. Yeah, and Coldplay. Yeah, yeah. That's and he it. just <laughs> fucking drank so many beers. So many beers. <laughs> like, had this guy's like, fucking. You can crush him. He had a scarf on his head that looked yeah. like kind of like a turban, and he wore it around all like all. He's night. a happy drunk, for yeah, the most he's part. A happy drunk, but yeah. it, 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 he's, Maybe it gets... he's better sober now than he. Uh, than of he course, was, of yeah, course. Yeah. yeah, he was a happy drunk. Yeah. So those were yeah. Those yeah, were that was a wild. Uh, that was a wild fucking festival. I think you after that you went to England. Yeah, you? I went to Reading. I saw Radiohead in Reading, which is a fucking. Just a disgusting shithole. You ever been to a festival in, in Reading? No, yeah. no. It's like a tough, grimy. It's it's not like London. It's not like Glastonbury. It's like really, really. It's not nice. It's not nice. English people are fucking to animals. Yeah, and that's barbaric. Like, <laughs> it's like a soccer game, but in the Hooligans. yeah, in the bad part of England, I think. And then I went to a literary festival to see Seeger Ross. For <gasps> that was the first time I saw them in. Uh, Suffolk, England. It was a literary festival, but it was also a music festival. So they were playing, doing plays. Like everyone was dressed up like uh, Shakespearean, and and it's this like beautiful little town. But then they had a few bands that played, and uh, yeah, I was like fucking out of my mind. That sounds like a good summer. summer. The first show I was at at Bonnaroo was uh, Kanye West played after Pearl Jam. Yeah, but he brought in his his fucking. It was this like spaceship stage, right? Yeah, and he did not give a fuck. So Pearl Jam finished, and he was supposed to go on like forty five yeah, minutes it was after. Late. And he fucking tried to set up this stage, and it took him three, four hours. Yeah, and I remember that like night, two in the morning. We were with Andrew Weinstock, Jason Weinstock, you, your crew, and me, and, and basically everyone's fucking booing Kanye, like "fuck you, Kanye," blah 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 blah. And you're like, "Boys, we got to go jump ship to go watch this fucking Icelandic band, yeah. Seeger Ross." Yeah, and sure, it was a couple dipskis. <laughs> we bomb over to this show, and these guys all dressed up in white suits with just the drum sets and masks on, and it was like, and they I mean, sing sh- their own language. They, they and... sing their own language, a full different Icelandic fucking language. Yeah, it's crazy. It's wild. It's wild. What's the most? Uh, what's the most prized possession? I keep all my concert tickets and all that crazy, my laminates, and I, I, I don't know what I'm going to do with them one day. But do you have anything that is like <laughs> yeah. your prized possession for like music? Well, in- I mean, I got lucky to strike up a, a friendship with Danny Clinch, so I've got a lot of like I've got, I have a photo that Clinch took of Pearl Jam at the Garden 
but at the bottom it's like from Sean's seats and it's this crazy shot where Eddie's Sweet. like leaned over like it's a w- wild shot uh he took a picture of me and Trey after a fish new year show backstage Trey's wearing a ranger jersey did he ever shoot you at the garden when you were playing no no, I don't no. think so. Danny no. Clinch, by the way, for our listeners, is one of the best music photographers yeah. out there. Yeah, he and, took, a fr- and a friend dude, of the pod. Yeah, yeah, great, great dude. dude. Uh, yeah, he took a uh, he took a great picture of me sitting on the uh, on Metallica's like uh, on their gear boxes backstage, like before. I was at the Bonnaroo. Yeah, yeah, yeah that was uh, yeah. So like, I, I'm not big on the uh, out of the, the tickets. tickets Usually, stuff, I'm like yeah. too fucking. That'd be the last thing I'm trying to focus on. <laughs> but any show that I go to that clinches there, he'll yeah. usually come and grab me. And do a couple and shots. Do something. And then, like, yeah, he's the man. He's a beauty. Yeah, he let us, the one year at Bonnaroo, go in his little tent that he has there. He yeah. took a shot of me, Up Dog Loops, Factor PJ. The fact that yeah. he, he yeah, took out O'Reilly's teeth. So, O'Reilly, there's a great but, picture of Danny taking, like, He's like, did you just take out your yeah, whole fucking your front, set of teeth? Ryan O'Reilly? Ryan, Ryan O'Reilly takes oh, wow. out. He was a big Bonnaroo yeah. guy after oh, yeah. you left. He went four or five years. You love O'Reilly, O'Reilly, right? Uh, yeah, yeah, he's yeah, a great yeah. kid. Yeah, he's a great kid. Took out his teeth. I'm going to show the picture on, on Instagram. Yeah. yeah, hopefully we can get back to those uh, Yeah, days. no kidding, right? I don't know if, like, I mean, 100,000 people together with no mass. When will that happen? I'm ready to do it tomorrow. Yeah, I would go. Yeah, I would I'm go. in. Yeah, I'm in too, boys. But I don't know. I think Mexico is the answer. You do you do a couple festivals in Mexico. They don't give a fuck, do they? No, I don't know. Let's go to. I went I mean, down Everyone's there. going to Mexico right now. Cabo. Yeah, Tulum, everyone's kind of bombing. Tulum seems to be going off from yeah. what I see on social yeah, it's, media. Uh, uh, British British Virgin Islands are open. Uh, people are in St. Bart's. I guess you, I don't know. You get. Have tested. you been to St. Bart's? Yeah, I love to go there. Yeah, Never been. It's nice. Cons, what are you doing for New Year's? I think I'm going to sit it out, buddy. I mean, I, my girlfriend's pregnant. That's I don't want to get. Oh, I'm yeah. not yeah. going to Tulum. Yeah, 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 yeah. Aves, <laughs> how's the podcast going? It's good. I mean, I think. Uh, Fuck. No, no scruffs given, no, right? No, no, no gruffs given. No, gr- no, no we had gruff. to change the name because uh, people couldn't search. I guess you can't search fuck. Like, yeah, but then who, who just uh, announced a comedy tour? Oh, I saw that. Kevin Hart. It, yeah, it's wild. Fucking he, Kevin he, Hart. He named the comedy tour basically the same name. As you. Yeah, the podcast is good. You guys yeah. see, you know, it's yeah, fun. It's I think uh, I've kind of evolved it a little bit where it used to be me just talking. Now I, I have guests on. Like I had Kurt Schilling on last week who uh, said some fucking pretty wild things. Like he thinks there's going to be a civil war in the country. I, I interviewed uh, Alan Dershowitz this week. It's fun. I, I like it. Like the whole reason that I started it was because... It was my, I told Dershowitz this today. I said, I started the podcast because I needed, I, I knew, I thought the Me Too movement or the cancel fucking culture, somebody was going to come for me at some point. Yeah, so needed I needed, I needed something to defend myself. So I, I was like, okay, I'm going to start this podcast. So I have a long form defense mechanism when these fucking people come for me i'll be able to like explain myself because instagram you can't really do it it's not but no it's fun it's fun i like doing it yeah you're really good at it it's getting good it's getting good i feel like like you have to hit your stride with something right you can't like you just yeah feel it it starts to move you start to figure it out it feels good once you start feeling like all right I, i think i got the hang of this i know like what feels right sweet spots but I like to record at home because then I don't have to 
I don't have to set times with anyone. I can just be like, okay, when can I get this person? Are you ready? I just pick up the phone and do it. Like, you guys have a fucking four-hour yeah. drive I like here. to come in and drink Connolly's Right, you can yeah. come in and get lit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, are you got anything else in the works? Are you doing any acting right now? What's um, there's probably not much filming going on right now, is there? No, there's a couple things starting in January that I think might be happening. Abe's is a working actor. Hell yeah. yeah. Hey, he puts himself out there. He puts himself on tape. He goes in. He's he's firing. Yeah, there's stuff coming up. There's stuff coming up. But but no, I am literally a professional cameo or cameo. You love cameo. Are Boys, you guys I not on? I haven't been answered. I've only done two. That's I've bad, only done right? two. Fuck, dude. I I've done. 3,600. Have you really? Wow. Yeah, all I do is cameos. And you just awesome. bang them out. It comes in and you just, boom, phone up. How you doing? Happy birthday, Joey. I know you're... Like this week, I'll probably do 500 because of Christmas. <laughs> Fuck. I do two to three hours of cameos a day. Dude, it's fucking unbelievable. And if you wow. hustle at that, oh. you well, make I, money. I had oh, yeah. this conversation the other it's night. It's unbelievable. What Bruce Buffer makes for a cameo. Well, well, how much Bruce does he can, charge? You can look it up. Oh, you can look it up on the app. Yeah, oh, you fuck. see, you can see how much he charges. I think he charges like three hundred. Well, what are you charging? Hundred bucks? Seventy five? Seventy? That's that's nice. So I might have to hit you up for a girlfriend. Uh, well, like, you know, that's it's smarter too. <laughs> Kevin Dillon, for example, believes that the lower price, yeah, the lower ultimately is, equals yeah, more money. Right? Absolutely. So if it's, but, you're charging five hundred bucks, no, you better no, be totally. the rock. So right? Buffer <laughs> Buffer charges three hundred. He's got two reviews. Okay, gotcha. so that means that basically maybe he's been booked 10 times. I have, I don't know, I probably have six or 700 reviews, which means, you know. How, many, done, how many does it say you've done in your career? 3,304. 3, That's awesome. Yeah. You can read the reviews so you know that you're getting. So if yeah, you yeah. look on Avery's thing, you're like, all right, he doesn't phone it in. He's going to, you know, you're going to get your money's worth oh, if you dude, do it. Oh, dude, my That's cameos are thing. fucking legendary. People, <laughs> people, my cameos are like. I'll, I'll tell you, my cameos have helped my podcasting, have helped with my self-tapes for acting. Like, cameos are unbelievable. Every single day I get to work on just thinking quickly, yeah. Yeah, your yeah. voice. Yeah, it's it's fun. I love them. What else was I going to say? Something, uh, Kev, you're going to be a dad. You're gonna yeah, fucking, it's awesome. Yeah. you got to get ready, buddy. I'm wow. excited. Aves, if the if the Toronto Maple Leafs called you tomorrow said we want you to come sit at, <laughs> like assistant GM, would you do it? No, I mean, uh, no, I wouldn't be would you able work to work in sports again. Or? I don't think no. so. I don't even think that you can be effective now in these types of jobs. I don't know. I, I don't know if it would work. Yeah, like I don't know how of analytics you, and shit. Or no, I you? think that the relationship between players and coaches and and. Like, if I was doing that job, I would want to be hands-on and be, like, either hard on guys or both. Like, be hard on me and also tell me I'm doing right. You know what I mean? I like, agree with you. I've had a couple offers for junior stuff back home, like one OHL job, defense. And I talked to my one buddy who coached Jason Saprika, and he's like, Obes, it's not like when you played. Yeah. You like, you can't get on these kids. You can't. No. You don't need to really interact with them. You, you can't get on them at all. You can't get on all. You show them film, and that's about it. I'm yeah. like, well, that doesn't sound very interesting to me. No, yeah. no. I mean, yeah, our our uh, mutual coach. Yeah, was, Larry Maverick, yeah. our junior coach. Me and Abe's played junior in the same town, Kingston. Mav, who was an old school beauty, smoking darts on the bus. Remember how many he's darts you'd smoke on the bus uh, he'd smoke the whole i mean if it was an eight-hour bus ride he'd, he'd smoke uh 
I mean, I could I, now I could relate to like how he he smoked the whole time. I mean, and, from Belleville to Kingston, which is a forty-five minute drive. My rookie year, I was a seat right behind Mav. I bet you he had fucking ten darts, yeah, maybe more, easily, 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 like just fucking banging yeah. them down. So. He 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 would light a dart, and he would light a dart before it was done. But that was the day, you know. Yeah. That was our coach was on the bus smoking. So. Yeah. You know, Obi, you think uh, Aves buys into the uh, iPad on the bench? I don't think Aves would have been a big iPad on the bench guy. <laughs> yeah, no. these guys are fucked. They, it's so they're soft. They, they, they look at it. their play back. Like, have a conversation. You <laughs> yeah. know what just fucking happened. Exactly. Like, why do you need to look at it? What yeah, is it's coach, at it? It's, you it's, turned it over, bro. I always <laughs> say you might as well just turn over and grab some coconut oil and stroke the coach <laughs> off. But, it's but a joke. Keith will, like, you know, listen, to work in Toronto... To work in Toronto, you have to be a mastermind. Babcock was a mastermind for a certain amount of time. And then he didn't realize that people get sick of his shtick, his yeah. shit, because he's not, he did, he's only got one fucking gear. If you're going to be effective in Toronto, you have to be able to do what Shanny does, which is either hide and never talk. Yeah. And Stevie does it in Detroit too. Or you have to wrap them around your finger. You have to get it to the point where you say, okay, I'm going to be hard on these like guys. Lou. I'm going to push them. I'm also going to understand how to work the media. Like that's kind of like Keith, how Berkey was in Toronto and in Vancouver, right? Berkey yeah. did that a bit in Toronto, like kind of totally. them a bit. And yeah. they were like, oh, fuck. And, and they would back yeah. off from him. Yeah, yeah. It was like his way or the highway. Yeah. And he kind of, he never let them come at him. Yeah. Uh, it was a different time, but yeah, I think he also like tough guys. On yeah. Team, yeah. But he so, would like yeah. the media would, they would, they were afraid of around him. Yeah. Yeah. He yeah. Like, fuck you. But Keith will get run out of there and fucking, he, he won't make it <laughs> no, to no. 30 games. He won't make it to 30 games. I, I just look at him and like, dude, I know fucking Sheldon Keith. Okay. I played against him <laughs> in junior. I played against him since I was 10 years old. Sheldon Keith is not going to be the answer to the Toronto Maple Leafs problems. He doesn't have the fucking personality. He doesn't have the charisma. He's not going to fucking last in Toronto. You have to be able to handle that environment. You know what I mean? But I I don't know. I I would love to coach for a month. I would love them to just say, all right, you can coach for a month, do whatever you want. But you would have to have like, it would be like the three of us would have to be coaching together because you'd be either coaching with some fucking, some new guy that's like, doesn't want to, you know, he's a real nice guy. Like even the nice guys back in the day, like I played for Tom Rennie, who was the best coach I ever played for. He had Perry Pern. Who Perry Pern used to play in his three on three every I summer. Mean, <laughs> Get my getaway sticks going for camp. Perry was a great guy, and we their, their other assistant was Mike Peluso, who I don't even know. Peluso had never. He was like a, a fucking high school teacher from Southern Ontario <laughs> or something. I don't know how they knew him, but yeah, I don't know. It's different, man. It's different. It doesn't it doesn't work? It doesn't work. Like I look at the guy, like Ray Bennett is still an assistant Sugar coach. Sugar Ray, I, I had mean, him in St. Louis. Nice yeah. guy. Okay. He looks like Runkle off of fucking uh, Californication, by the way. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> like a fucking. We nice always g- look at him. Fuck off, Runkle. Nice guy. <laughs> he is a great guy. Great guy. Great but guy. But like, know how is he fucking just, thing I know, about and hockey? And he almost wins a fucking Stanley Cup this year. Right. Crazy. Right. With who? Dallas. Right. Again, it's like he's with oh, bonus I'm, and like. No, I'm sorry. He was with Colorado. He's with Colorado. Okay. So who's but the coach? Oh, in Colorado? I know the guy. He runs the D, the fucking bald headed guy that yeah, runs the D. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But th- that's like, he's a guy because they probably put all the grunt work on Ray. And, yeah. But he was Hitch's witching boy in, in uh, like whipping boy in St. Louis. And for Andy years. Murray, when Andy yeah. Murray was, when I was here for, for the Kings. That, that was like. Yeah. These Every guys, coach needs one of those guys. Yeah, but it's. <laughs> like a guy to fucking. 
Yeah, they throw know. the grunt work, yeah. too. Aves, I, how was your time in, in L.A. with the Kings? I mean, obviously, the Rangers, the Garden, that team you were on, a special, different kind of a vibe. What, what, what did you make of playing for the Kings? I, I enjoyed it because I liked playing here. I don't think we had good teams. I think we had a coach that was a fucking super weirdo that nobody has ever seen a weirdo like this weirdo. Um, <laughs> Who was it? Andy Murray. Oh, it was Andy Murray. Yeah. 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 I mean... He couldn't skate, you know, yeah. he lived at the hotel. He had these like he, he was like a guy where that's a perfect example of no one on the team took him seriously. He had zero authority in the dressing like room. Like Robitaille, no one, no one Rob Blake, no one did. Blakey, Matthias Nordstrom. It was yeah. like, you know, and that's why the team wasn't good, because we had no direction. We didn't have a leader. I was going to say, if you're if you're not, if you keep the coach, if you don't respect your coach, I mean, uh, that's it. Yeah, it, it was, happens. It was. Yeah. But no, I liked playing here. I liked playing here. Would you go to a game now that you're in California? Uh I would I would much rather watch a game on TV. Right. It's changed nowadays. The coverage, you know? the, the the HD, the 4K, the angles, right? It's almost like a... I, I mean, I wouldn't even... Yeah, it's like going to a game. Like, I wouldn't... No. I, I would... The last thing I would want to do is watch a game. But the season's <laughs> starting. Soon. Soon. January 13th. 56 games. Yeah. Yeah, wow. we'll get you in, Aves, when the season goes on here. Because I honestly, buddy, throughout the playoffs, when I, with your Instagram stuff and the way you would talk about the game and stuff, I'm like, Aves knows what's up. So it was, Yeah, I mean, I think... It was, like, refreshing to listen to a guy that played talking about it. Yeah, well, we know what happens up there. Yeah. You know? We played. These guys... Uh... It's fucking boring. It's boring. Hey, uh, boys, this just came out this week, but Abe's good buddy of yours, Henrik Lundqvist. Yeah, Hank. The king. Fucking crazy. Yeah, I don't, I don't really know what it means. Is it, is it him? You know, obviously, I, so I had, a, I had a heart issue that I found out. I got traded from, from Nashville to Philadelphia the first time I ever got traded. Obviously, when you get traded throughout the year, they don't physical. You fucking yeah, check you your knee, go, and then yeah. you're good. Next year at camp, you know, one of the doctors comes in after my EKG and kind of sits me down and goes, there's some irregular kind of beats that we need to look at and do these tests. And I'm yep. like, fuck, okay, I'm only 23 years old. So so I get on a treadmill. I do, I'm, I'm fucking wired up and I do all these tests. It's a stress test ultimately. And they find out that I have, um, you know, this irregular heartbeat that needs to kind of be monitored, but it wasn't anything serious. But that never, ever got noticed in Nashville. Right. Then I got traded, and finally they're like, okay, this is a new kid. They want to test you out, and then, and then there's something pops up. Henrik played in New York forever. This could have been something that, that happened to him a long time ago. Or, But I'm, I'm close with a friend that says that, you know, it could be serious where he might need a procedure. And Yeah, I mean, it's, I think it's, it's serious it's enough serious that he's not that he's, playing. Uh, like, I, right? I watched his message the other day on Instagram, and it's a pretty heartfelt uh, video that he put out saying, like, you know, he spoke to numerous professionals, and he's yeah. he's trying on the path to recovery. And it sucks to, you know, to be just put in that spot and, and your career kind of have to... I just was hoping, and we talked about this last year on the deadline, Aves. I was hoping that someone would pick him up. Like, I, yeah, last he year fucked I said, up. He yeah, fucked last his... year I said Colorado would have been a good fit for him. Like, he fucked himself. Yeah, he so fucked himself. I thought he had one more he didn't, run in him. He didn't, you know, the problem with Hank is he doesn't understand how to manage everything outside of him and his crease. Not, not in the sense of, like, he could have wrote his own ticket. He could have decided where he wanted yeah. to go. He could have came back and got dealt at the deadline and went to a team that needed him to try and win. 
I, the whole thing was, and then to go to Washington, it's like it just feels yeah. fucking weird. It was weird to me too. I, I so just I don't know. I mean, hopefully, I think he's he's going to be okay. Yeah. Right? I mean, um, either way, it was he's but, a legend. But yeah, Abe, thanks for doing this, buddy. Yeah, we could bro. do this all day with you. Abe's nice fucking. Now that you're out here, we can once hockey starts. If you want to jump in and talk, absolutely, we'd love to have you, man. Absolutely. You yeah. played the game the right way, that's for sure. And you had a lot of fun doing it as well. And I got, I have a bunch of more shit here for you too. We can get into so. <laughs> We appreciate having you Thanks, on. Though, Thanks, for, thanks, thanks for coming Aves, on. Let's do it, man. Up dog, that was awesome, Aves, man. We got a, got a little bit of everything. Talked about what a guy. Yeah, man. You could just see he's uh yeah, he's colorful, man. When you played, if you loved him or hate him, you know, I played against Aves. Like he fucking got under my skin a lot out there, but got to know him off the ice and, and I think um, his uh OB, I think his message was was, you know, there's so many heroes in hockey, right? Yeah. You know, there's so many good guys to look up to. Why can't there be a villain? Yeah. And yeah. I think he took that on with pride and he did a great job of it. Uh, you ask a lot of his teammates in New York or LA and you know, they love the guy. Yeah. Fuck What's there not to love? And personally, his Instagram over the past year it's has been unbelievable. It's hilarious. And if you're, if, if you're a listener out there and you either don't follow him or you don't know who he is, I am shocked if that's the case, yeah. but, but Avery man, he's uh you know, he's a funny fucker. Yeah, he's part of the team here at Action Park, too. So it's, now that he's out here in L.A., like, once hockey starts, hopefully he'll buzz back in and talk because he, he does know the game, man. And throughout the playoffs, the shit he was doing on Instagram, it was fucking entertaining. And it was – it was that's what hockey needs, Ups. We got enough guys that say, oh, here's a breakout pass and all this. Like, totally. Let's get some colorful stuff. And Aves is definitely that. So, buddy, Merry Christmas to you. I love you. Thanks for everything. 2020. 2021 is going to be big for us here at Mr. Curfew. So for sure. Enjoy your Christmas with your little one. Thank you, bud. I love you. Up you too. Fans out there, Merry Christmas. Hope Santa Claus is good to you. If not, Mrs. Claus. And Mrs. Claus. Hope she's even better. <laughs> yeah. Merry uh, Christmas. Happy holidays. Missing curfew, everybody. Thank Later. you.